0: Hey friend, I am so excited you're here. I'm Allison and you're listening to the But What If You Did podcast. Think of me as your ultimate hype woman when it comes to navigating those messy transitional seasons in life. Every Monday, I'm sharing conversations with super humans that are changing the world for the better and sharing how they broke free from societal expectations to live life on their terms. You can expect everything from real talk about anything we've been conditioned to not talk about to pep talks guaranteed to inspire you to climb the mountain ahead. Are you ready to elevate your life? Then let's get to it. Friends, well, it's been a minute or two or more like three weeks since we've chatted. And I'm gonna be honest, I've missed you guys. Before we get into today's episode, Let's dive into a little bit of a life update. So a few weeks back, and I know I've chatted this a little bit on my Insta stories, so if you follow me over on the gram, you've probably heard a little bit of this, but I got a small promotion at work, which changed my entire work schedule pretty much overnight. There are good and bad things that came along with this in that this is something I've wanted for a really long time, but it has forced me to have to make some sacrifices and to make some really hard decisions on what I can scale back into my life to accommodate this change in my corporate job. This comes at a really interesting time. As many of you know, I was actively planning my exit from the corporate world. I was ready to dive full head on into entrepreneurship and everything I've done for basically the last six months has been to prepare for that. So now I have this job that I've wanted for a really long time and new potential opportunities on the horizon. And I'm feeling very pulled back and forth between these two seasons in life and figuring out what's right. But that's life and it's part of the human experience. And so over the last few weeks, I've had to make some adjustments. And part of that, despite my best efforts, (laughs) has been to scale back on the podcast. So moving forward, we are going to aim for a goal of every other week, at least through March, so that I'm not putting unreasonable expectations on myself to get out an episode for you every week. I also am really missing doing interviews with people They are really hard to schedule when I only have one day off a week and I'm working 12-hour days, but I promise they will come back. That's one of the things that I just love so much about podcasting is getting to meet these really amazing people from all over the country, all over the world, and to have these really relatable conversations with them. I promise more of that is in the future. The podcast is not going away. If I Um, Don't put out a new episode for a couple weeks. It's because I don't want to release something that is going to waste your time. I don't want to put out something that's not helpful to you. But I also want to be real about the experience that I'm living in real time because the podcast is a way for me to document and go back and look back on my own life experiences as well. I'm just sharing them with you along the way. As I said, we're going to be switching to more of a biweekly cadence if it goes three weeks between... Life is what life is at the moment. Before we get any further, let's talk about today's topic. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about practicing self-compassion, and we're going to dive into a little bit on setting boundaries. Self-compassion is something I'm really working on at the moment because I'm going through a lot of changes, and I'm not always the nicest to myself, as many of us aren't when we're in tough seasons. I'm learning a lot about that and I want to share that with you. So in today's episode, we're going to learn more about practicing self-compassion. We're going to learn about how boundaries may be changed with different seasons of life. We're going to look at why we struggle to set boundaries and even get into a little bit on how to better communicate our boundaries. So let's get started. Self-compassion is defined as extending compassion to oneself in instances of perceived inadequacy, failure, or general suffering, and that can be broken down into three subcategories, and those are self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. So what does self-kindness mean? Self-kindness means being kind and warm to oneself when you are experiencing pain or personal shortcomings rather than hurting oneself with self-criticism. And let me tell you, my inner mean girl has been coming out strong lately. For me, self-kindness is trying to practice not being upset or angry or frustrated with myself when my inner mean girl shows up, but instead offering kind words and gentle reminders that negative self-talk is a learned behavior and I can unlearn it, but I'm human and we all struggle and it's going to take time. Also, if you're not familiar with the concept of your inner mean girl, I forget which self-development book I read many years ago that had that concept, but it's basically like you have this alter ego, this other personality that is the mean version of yourself that's always criticizing yourself. And as much as we try to keep our inner mean girl quiet sometimes, it's, it can be hard. We all have that negative self-talk that comes out from time to time. So in this season of life, I am finding that my inner mean girl who tells me I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, this isn't my thing, I'm never gonna get this, is coming out strong. So self-kindness is a big part of learning to be self-compassionate for me right now. The next piece to the puzzle is common humanity, which is recognizing that suffering and personal failure is part of the shared human experience. And the human experience is hard. So the human experience, right? I'm going through a major job change, it's a work-life balance change, I'm learning to run a business, I'm starting a coaching certification, and I'm doing all that while operating really out of alignment with my core values. And that doesn't feel so great. My core values are growth and balance, and I feel very out of balance right now. I don't have the time for all of my self-care routines, and you all know that I love a good self-care routine. I feel very out of alignment with growth. I don't have as much time to read and listen to podcasts. And even when I've been in the car, I just want to mindlessly listen to music rather than educating myself with a podcast. And that's different than the last season of life where I could have binged podcasts for 12 hours a day if I had the time for it. So learning that this is part of the, the common human experience and recognizing that that suffering and personal failure that I feel around these different things I'm going through right now are really part of that shared experience. It's something that we all go through. And that's been really important for me to remember when I'm practicing being kind to myself. The next part of the puzzle is mindfulness. Uh, Mindfulness is really that taking a more balanced approach to one's negative emotions so that feelings are neither suppressed nor exaggerated. And that's a big one for me. I definitely feel like I exaggerate my feelings or try to sweep them under the rug, one or the other. I go hard right or hard left on this one. So for me in this season, that's meant really learning to acknowledge and just sitting with those feelings as they come up rather than trying to suppress them and choosing to be kind to myself following those less than kind moments where I maybe wasn't so kind to myself. I wanna share a couple of tangible tips that have really helped me learn to be more self-compassionate. And this is where I started. And I'm hoping that maybe some of this will resonate with you too. So the first piece of advice I would give is to treat yourself like a friend. If I were my best friend in this situation, how would I try to help them? The next tip that I would offer is this idea of using releasing statements. So instead of saying, instead of letting your inner mean girl say, I hate that I got upset, I would reframe that to a releasing statement that it's okay that I felt upset. It's really a way of acknowledging the emotion and not being mad at yourself for experiencing a hard emotion, just kind of acknowledging and releasing it for what it is. My third tip would be just practicing more self-acceptance. And that means embracing your perceived shortcomings and your strengths. We're all really good at embracing our strengths, We're not really good at embracing our perceived shortcomings. And perceived shortcomings are not necessarily a bad thing. It's a perception and something that you can change. And so sometimes we can use that as motivation to grow into a bigger, stronger version of ourselves. And something else that I like to remind people is that we all struggle with self-acceptance. Like that is a normal That is something literally, it's part of the human experience. It's something we all go through. I know it can feel really isolating when you're like, why am I the only one that doesn't like myself? You're not the only one that doesn't like yourself. We all have moments that we don't like ourselves. Not liking yourself from time to time is part of the human experience. And that goes back to this whole idea of learning to be more self compassionate. Beyond that, something that has been really important for me is just consciously reminding myself to try not to judge myself too quickly. It's been really effective for me when I'm feeling these really strong feelings around something to ask myself to pause and to come back to revisit it in 10 minutes and see if I feel the same in 10 minutes because that can help me to regain perspective. And when I regain that perspective, sometimes I'm able to release that need for that external validation. Most times for me, my inner mean girl comes out because it's it's me looking for validation for something. It's It's me challenging my self-trust. So when I find myself in these moments, I now ask myself, what would the most trusting version of myself do? And as always, I will try to link all of these journal questions and prompts for yourself in the show notes down below. Just to recap, those tips were to treat yourself like you would treat your friend or treat any best friend, a family member in that kind of situation. The next would be to use releasing statements such as, it's okay that I got upset, Uh, practicing self-acceptance, and trying not to judge yourself too quickly, which will help you regain perspective. So when I'm feeling a little bit down on myself, another thing that I've started to ask myself, and this was a prompt that one of my coaches gave to me, and it's become almost this kind of kind and gentle reminder to turn inward I feel like I'm continuously learning that most of the time the answers are already within us. We just have to stop criticizing ourselves long enough to listen and hear those answers. So the question that I've been using is what would future self say? Or if you want to put it in a text to yourself, it could be, you know, your W W Y F S S. What would future self say? Hindsight is absolutely 2020. So Envision your future self and think about what you're experiencing right now in this moment that feels really hard, but zoom out. What advice would you give yourself if this was 10 days from now? What would, advice would you give yourself if it were 10 months from now, 10 years from now? And I say that because sometimes when we zoom out, we realize that we already have the answer. We already know what the, the right path is. We already know, like we know We just have to trust ourselves, and it's really, truly that exercise in self-trust. In times where I'm experiencing a lot of change, I find that I tend to revert to being more reactive than proactive. And for me, this is usually a sign that I need to reevaluate my boundaries. And so I really do think that there's this intersection point between when you need to practice self-compassion and when you need to set better boundaries or relook at your boundaries. And right now, my current boundaries were no longer serving me in this new season of transition. Some of them required a small tweak, while others required me setting really firm boundaries. A lot of those boundaries came around the entrepreneurial space and just some other things that I wasn't really so willing to scale back on at first, but really are the things that I need to survive and move forward in this season of life. A few weeks ago, one of my coaches suggested that I zoom out and noodle on this phrase, anticipatory action. And what if I decided to see boundaries and setting boundaries as a gift to my current self from my future self. And that was such a perspective shift for me. I started to see boundaries as a way to get back to being proactive rather than reactive. And in doing so, I started to see them as this like really awesome gift from my future self, which has helped me figure out how to rework some of my boundaries and figure out really more of what I need in this season of life. When I am better able to anticipate my needs, I'm able to show up more as my best self and be more present. Let's reflect back on this idea of boundary setting and how it can be a gift from your future self. In order to set and maintain healthy boundaries, I need to be crystal clear about my core values and I need to listen to my own opinions. Oh, and really get comfortable with saying no because I'm not always comfortable with saying no. I have been in certain seasons of life, but lately it feels really hard to say no to certain things. So that's something that I just need to work on. Learning to set boundaries has been really hard for me because to be honest, I thought that I had pretty strong, well-established boundaries for a while, but just like every other human out there, I still have a lot of self-work to do. And I feel like I know how to set boundaries for myself, but what I've realized is Even when I think I'm being clear, I'm not as clear in communicating those boundaries to those that are impacted, like my family and friends, as I sometimes think I am. So I wanna talk a little bit about why you might struggle to set boundaries because, or take it a step further into why you struggle to communicate those boundaries. I think that these are going to be really relatable for you. And some of those reasons that you might struggle include being a people pleaser. I am absolutely a recovering people pleaser. And I bet many of you that listen to this podcast can relate to that. I might be anxious about future interactions after a boundary has been set. Yes, I'm always anxious that if I set a boundary, that it's going to impact my relationship with my parents or my partner or my friends. And so setting boundaries does impact more than you. And so it's normal to feel anxious about those future interactions once you've established a new boundary. Um, You might get your value from helping others. I do feel like my self-worth is often tied to helping others, and that can be a really big wall to break down for yourself. Honestly, maybe it is just that you feel powerless to set those boundaries. All of these reasons can play a role in why we need to set boundaries, why we struggle to set boundaries, why we struggle to communicate our boundaries, and why when different seasons of life ebb and flow, we might face different challenges around setting boundaries. One of the biggest challenges for me to overcome has been that I have a really hard time trusting my own opinions. And over the last year, I've uncovered through work with several of my coaches in my life, how often my opinions were... Often invalidated by adults in my life. And so, whether it was a feeling towards a certain situation or that my boundary didn't matter because it was rude if I didn't do X thing, ultimately, all younger Allison heard was that I had feelings and opinions that were making me unlikable and unlovable. So, my boundaries for a while slowly faded into the background, and it's taken some time for me to rebuild. It was better for me for a period of time to just keep my opinions to myself. And so I got comfortable giving my voice away. And it's taken me many years of digging through the shadows in my life and doing that internal growth work to find my voice and to understand that setting and communicating boundaries is ultimately a form of self-love. But when I go through these really tough transitional seasons and I seem to find myself in them all the time, which means I'm sure the rest of you also find yourself in them all the time. But when I find myself in these really hard ups and downs of a transitional season, right? I tend to revert back to my past self who maybe wasn't the best version of myself. And I have to go back and consciously unlearn all of those bad habits that I have and all of those, you know, behaviors that weren't serving me and It doesn't just go away overnight. Like just because you set one really good boundary doesn't mean the next time you set a boundary, you're gonna be amazing at it. It means you probably learned something and you know that you've now proven to yourself that you can set good boundaries, but maybe you reverted to some old behavior that isn't really serving you. And now you have to go unlearn that again and try again and hope that maybe this time it sticks. This goes back to this idea of having self-compassion I'm being kind to yourself when you're unlearning and relearning things that are no longer serving you because it's not instantaneous. Like there is a lot of delayed gratification that comes with some of this growth work. But at the end of the day, self-love and self-compassion go hand in hand. So if setting a boundary is a gift from your future self, then I know that by leaning into the discomfort now, by setting that boundary, I'm really protecting my future self. Maybe I'm protecting my energy. Maybe it's my time. Maybe it's my heart. Whatever it is, this gift won't come with that instant gratification. But the delayed gratification is what will give me that peace of mind. And in this chaotic transitional season, knowing that there's peace of mind at the end of a boundary is really important because I'm really craving that peace of mind right now, right? So to tie it all together, For me, healthy boundary setting really boils down to these two steps. And the first is communication. So that's verbally communicating whatever your need is. And then action, which is upholding what you communicate through your behavior. I am not always the best at following up with action, the things that I communicate I'm going to do. And sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes Sometimes I'm just operating not in alignment with myself because I'm human and humans make mistakes. If you can do those two things and, or at least be consciously aware that that's what you're aiming for, you will over time get better at setting boundaries. And with time, as seasons of life ebb and flow, you'll get better at adjusting your boundaries and communicating your needs and communicating your boundaries. And those will change as a result of external circumstances. But as humans, we are never going to be perfect communicators. And just like with anything else in life, the more we practice, the better we will get. So to recap, there is power behind practicing self-compassion in good seasons of life and in hard seasons of life. But it is especially powerful in the hard seasons because you are Extending compassion to yourself in instances of perceived inadequacy, failure, or general suffering. We talked about how boundaries can change with seasons of life, and they will and they should, and that's a normal part of the human experience. We talked about maybe why you struggle to set boundaries, and we dove into the keys to setting healthy boundaries. I hope you found today's episode helpful. These are things that I'm experiencing in real time. They're things that I'm struggling with and working through. And I want you to know that if you are also struggling with those things, you are definitely not alone. The human experience is a hard one. And we're all going to get through it one day at a time, one month at a time, one year at a time. As a reminder, we are going to be switching to bi weekly episodes, hopefully. I probably should re-record my intro to the podcast so that it doesn't say that I'll be out every Monday, but in the meantime, friends, thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued support during all of these ups and downs over the last year and a half. Obviously, they are far from over, and I'm grateful to be able to share the journey with all of you. If you have not already, make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever platform you are listening from that ensures that the next time I'm able to release an episode that it shows up on your feed and know that there will come a time when the podcast is back to weekly episodes, hopefully more than once a week. And if I can get out bonus episodes in the meantime, just know that you guys are always on my heart and mind, and I'm really excited to continue to take you on this journey with me.